0: Hey mamas, while I have your attention for just a few more seconds, I couldn't wait to get on here and share with you all about this app that I'm recording all of my podcasts for you through. It's called Anchor, and it is truly the easiest way to make a podcast. Don't believe me? Let me break it down and explain to you. First and foremost, it's free. That's right. It does not cost you one cent. And even better, there's actually creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's really that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You also can make money from your podcast. Hello! With no minimum listenership. So as in the words of Jerry Maguire, we can all say, show me the money, baby. Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So moms, as you know, I support every mama having a voice. Your voice needs to be heard. So go ahead, go download the free Anchor app today and get your voice heard. Share what you're passionate about. Go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's Anchor. .fm to get started and I look forward to listening to you very soon. Hey all you mamas, thanks again for coming to yet another episode here at Mom's Matter where yes, you, you and every single mama out there listening matter and you have a story. Every mom has a story that deserves to be heard and here on Mom's Matter that story gets heard, it gets validated and we hope that it meets as many ears as possible that's my heart and my true passion that moms would really put down their put down their arms and really lift each other up and get a chance to learn from one another and i know in every mom's story there's that amazing cord that connects us all. And today, this connection that I have with my guest is so awesome. It's pure and it's wonderful that we have this same connection through our faith, also through our love of family and health and fitness. And what's awesome is she and I have not even actually met before, Um, but thank God for the invention of technology where I'm sure you mamas out there know that it definitely is not always the biggest blessing in our lives, but it really can be. We can really turn it for good. And today I think we're all going to agree that it's definitely for good. Um, and without further ado, I would love to introduce you guys to my host or Mike's. I'm the host. She can be my co-host. Why not? The, my guest, I just threw her out. Maybe God's speaking through me right there. Um, but I would love to, uh, welcome Sheila today to my Hi. podcast. Hello
1: there, gorgeous. Hi! You probably heard me laughing in the background, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's a podcast! I can just laugh." <laughs> yes, do Hi. it, please, please. <laughs> at
0: least they know, like, "Hey, this is another real person on the end." You know, it's like she's here, she's feeling good, and she's looking good too. Because I'm actually getting a chance to uh, bring this episode to you guys. Uh, we're hoping for at least a little more visually, because we're we're kind of working on multiple platforms here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, I got
1: it already. I thought it was going to be recorded with. Um... Right with everything so I put my makeup on today for all of you (laughs) yes exactly
0: mamas I think we can all understand that for sure we've all been there so uh maybe you can tell us um a little quick uh, before we we dive in uh so who did your makeup today and what products did you use
1: well my makeup was done (laughs) by me with two Mm. toddlers grabbing everything (laughs) at the same time and wow uh, and whatever product I could grab away from (laughs) so (laughs) very very
0: impressive Uh, I have to say, I think um, all of the eyeliner is in the right space and you're looking good. Almost, in
1: the right space. (laughs)
0: Hey, that's, I think that's all we can expect sometimes as moms, right? If we get a little bit of mascara, a little bit here and there, but you look beautiful. You look great. thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Before I make you blush too much, how about I turn the the question back on you. And, um, and if you wouldn't mind, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family
1: and where you guys are living right now? Okay, so you hear an accent because I am from Argentina originally. Um, I did move to the U.S. like 20 years ago, but my accent kind of like stuck around, which is <laughs> fine. Um, So I live in Orlando. I moved here when I was 13. Um, My husband is from Uruguay. Um, He also moved here to the U.S. like 20 years ago, maybe 22 years ago. He's much older than me though. He was way older when he moved. He's 12 years older than me and this is his second marriage. So I am a stepmom. I became a stepmom when I was like... Uh, I want to say 27, I think I got married. I don't know. I mean, officially, I became a a step-mom when I was like 27. Um, And then, yeah, you know, marriage happened. And then like three years ago we actually conceived through IVF. So um, it, it was a long process, but we were able to conceive um, my twins um, and they're three years old. So yeah, we have a full house, a very loud, <laughs> messy, full house. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm sure many moms listening can relate and are like, here, here, mama, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, um, and just so we can clarify, you said you have uh, twin girls, right? And then you also have have step. step Yes, Um, because you said you were a stepmom. So, how
1: many stepchildren do you have? So, I have two. The boy right now is 17. I met him when he was eight. Um, And my stepdaughter, I met her when she was 12. And now she's turning 21. She's actually graduating from nursing school next week. So, it's yeah, it's been. Wow in a long time <laughs> yeah
0: I mean that has to be so surreal too to come into her life when she was like a middle schooler and in the middle yeah. of all that change and now to be like wow she's gonna be yes. an RN and she's got these titles and she's worked so hard and having her own job and profession I mean yes, exactly. wow it was so weird too,
1: cause last week she was home and she was like she wanted to watch over the twins and, and I want to go take a nap. And I told my husband, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go take a nap with you. And he was like, well, who's going to watch over the twins? I'm like, "Camila." Uh, Camila, he's like, but are they going to be fine? I'm like, she's literally about to get paid to take care of people <laughs> right. and like, keep them from dying. I think she'll be fine with, with the twins. So it, it's yeah. weird. Right. Cause he's like, we are not ready for it, but she's an adult. She's a nurse if anything happens, she's the most qualified to actually intervene at this Right, time. right. At this point, I'm like actually
0: thinking to myself like, wow, if my stepdaughter was a nurse, like she'd be probably more qualified than I would for certain yes. things, you know? Like, yes, oh my gosh, I don't me. know. Put a fire out, they're choking, I don't know, please. But, I mean, how surreal that has to be, and, and especially for a daddy of a daughter to like, to see her yeah. grow to that level. And then in your
1: stepson, being that he's 17, is he in his last year of high school now he he's starting his last year but he's already driving so it's like crazy because now he can drive back and forth from my like mom's house to our house to school so it's like it's another level of like independence and he's like so like I mean he's a very good team you know what I mean he's like so yeah. serious and mature so you're like he even looks older you know so it's crazy it's just very weird to see um how fast yeah. he grew
0: Yes. All of a sudden it's like, wow, you were eight and like, you know, barely able to maybe make your lunches. And now he's like driving. Yeah. I'm good. See you later. You know? And it's in, it has to be amazing and surreal to see. Cause now you have like your two sets of kids, um, on both age spectrums. Like you've got the yeah. toddlers and then you've got the teenagers. And I mean, soon enough, mama, your, your stepson, I'm sure is also going to be flying the nest too. And it's just going to yeah. be, You, your husband, and, you know, some little four four or five-year-olds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How are are you feeling about that? Have you thought about that at all recently?
1: I I have. I mean, we're talking a lot with him about schools and stuff, and he's, like, so ready to take, like, these exams and, like, (laughs) choose college. And and I'm just, it's, like, it's heartbreaking in a way because I know the twins are going to miss him so much. Like, I think that's the hardest part. Um, in another way, it's nerve because you're like, oh my gosh, like you're gonna be alone, like living in, like in a dorm, like. And so it's kind of like I know he's ready, but at the same time I'm like, oh, I want to control, I want to control this, this environment, but I can't, you know. And so it's like, and it's weird. It's just a weird like back and forth where I'm like, I feel proud of him, but and and, and I'm ready for him to go and like experience life. But at the same time, I get scared because I'm like, oh, my God. But the good thing is he has a very good spiritual, like, faith person like girlfriend um right now Mm. so hopefully if that relationship continues um you know it'll be okay you know because that's my biggest fear is for him to like you know be with someone that is not gonna lead him to Christ Uh, so I'm like for now we're good yes (laughs) yes keep that one I'm sure mama (laughs) will do all the things yes
0: (laughs) to keep praying to encourage that relationship you know um but it is it's such a it's such a letting go process because I I think um recently on the podcast, I've talked with some moms that have teenagers and they're like, you know, it's weird because you, when when the, when your kids are young, it's like, or especially if they're your first or maybe because w- you became a stepmom first, it's like you don't necessarily know all the dangers. You're kind of learning it as you go. But then, you know as you keep going you're like oh gosh like even in college right it's like you know what he's probably gonna face there so it's like all that too but then also that perfect opportunity for you to just flex that faith muscle with God yes. right and like yes. leave leave him in his hands you know and it's, it's a weird feeling too because
1: I feel like I was a teenager like
0: yesterday although it wasn't Although <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. Okay. I don't know I'm 32. I'm 32 I don't know according but to this space feel... I'm looking at
1: <laughs> around 32 but I do feel when I started dating my husband I was like right out of my um it was out of college but it because I stayed like longer and I did my master's degree so I literally graduated from my master's and then I met my husband so to me it really felt like I was you know I was young yesterday like I'm still young you know what I mean like but I was like I was a teen yesterday you know so whenever I like I got married um I kind of I could smell my stepdaughter coming from a mile away. You know what I mean? Like I could know what, what she was like. I knew what she was like, mm. you know, I, 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 I was like, I, I was more tech savvy than my husband and her mom. Like her bio mom is actually older than my husband. So she's 17 years older than me. So it's a huge gap between bio mom, 17 years older and right. and I, you know? And so I was the one that kind of like could catch up on the, Mm, I think you have two Instagram accounts. Mm, I think you're like, you know, I think you're not going yeah. where you say you're going. So, you know, it was, it was weird at first. It was hard because I didn't want to, obviously I wasn't going to be like the, the the stepmom that comes and rats you out. But at the same time, I'm like, um, you know, I know you're lying to me, but I'm like, I don't know how to take this. Like, I don't want to be mad, but at the same time, I want you to be able to trust someone in the environment. And so it was like a weird, you know, dynamic that we had to like navigate in uh in yes. the beginning of her teenage years um but you know as as we grew into the relationship it got different and I was able to find like a better place to stand mm. on because I always felt like I was in between both waters like mm-hmm. I don't want to lose your trust because we're building a relationship but at the same time you know um I can't like I have my loyalty to my husband and and so it's like there's a fine line where I'm like when I can like when I I would determine or like maybe with my you know very young like kind of like momish, you know um, knowledge I could determine that you're in danger then I would have to speak up in a way that it doesn't come out of me ratting you but like kind of like open eyes so that dad can see what's going on and like not lose this that we have, but at the same time, you know, not lose that. So it was like yeah. a very weird place to be in, to be honest. And um and it was hard in the beginning, it was very hard. Um and for all of us I think. I mean, because it's you know, like every stepmom when they come in into a relationship. Like we don't know where we're set, Okay. No. Like nobody there's no handbook for step yeah. and And like I feel like step like stepfathers is different um mm-hmm. than stepmoms. I feel like and i don't want to go into like the whole the world is so unjust but but we are judged differently than than but stepfathers when it comes to Um, coming into the the family system and setting rules or like maybe saying what your opinion stating your opinion Um, I feel like our society looks at step parents uh, stepfathers, and they praise them like superheroes you know Mm. oh look at this man you know he just took on like this like single wife or like single mom with like a child and basically raising the child even though the child might have a father that's present and everybody like praises that and and he's like the man right Uh, he's like you know present for them like and then when stepmoms we come in we are seeing like who do you think you are you know <laughs> like what like what like now you're gonna take care of my child and it's like oh you're overstepping and at the same time if you're not overstepping it's like oh like you don't even care you're like this like you know like mean evil stepmom that doesn't care for the stepchildren so there's a very very hard like like place to be at because it's like if I do too much then I'm overstepping if I don't do then I don't love them enough or like I'm not I'm selfish or whatever so it's like it's a very weird place and only I think only stepmoms can understand that awkward place yeah I don't think even I don't think even like the the husbands can do that like the the fathers the biological fathers i don't think they can get it either and that creates a lot of tension and friction so um it took a while it took a while but we got to a point where we kind of know our roles but yeah it's um i think that motherhood itself when i got had the twins also helped solidify a lot of my role in my own family dynamic yes yes um, which I don't think is, a, I mean, I don't think by all means it's a solution for anything. So if you're like a stepmom <laughs> yeah. out there and you're like, I need to have a child so I can be respected <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, if you don't want a child or it's not the right time to have a child, don't have a child. Like don't do it for that reason. Um, you know, even though, like even though when I was doing, going through the process of IVF, um, I went through a lot of those moments of reflection, you know, of what it means for me to be a mom. Um, and I had to face a lot of fears and insecurities because it seemed like it wasn't going to work out. Like it really seemed mm-hmm. like we were not going to be able to conceive. So I was in that position where I had to like think to myself, can I live this forever? Can I be a stepmom forever? How would that look like for me? Um, is this God. enough? Like, you know, and, and what does it mean to to me um, to be a stepmom? And what does it mean in my family dynamic you know my role in the family to be a step bomb and I could and I remember that the hardest thing for me when I had to face maybe the fact that I was never gonna have babies um it was just like the things that like I was kind of angry because you know we had to do this process because um my husband had the vasectomy that they had decided previously that they were not gonna have any more children so in my head I was like I don't want to be mad at my husband You know, and I don't want it because I know that he already blames himself. So I'm not going to like put more anger there.
0: Double shame. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I also was like, where am I going to place this anger? You know, I'm not going to place it on God. So where am I going to place it? So I I went through a moment where I was like, I don't want to see bio mom. Like (laughs) I placed my anger on her, even though I obviously I never told anybody. Like I didn't tell my husband, I didn't tell my kids. But up until that point, I was able to, you know, she would text me, I would respond. If she would come and drop off the kids, it was fine. Like I always had that relationship where I was like, "You're the mom of the kids," you know, and that's it. You know, to me, like I never went into the headspace of "You're my husband's ex-wife" because if I went into that headspace, it was like the worst. So I, yeah. in my, I had like separated that, and I, mm-hmm. I would just see her as the, the mom of the children that I, that I take care of and that I love, and, and so it was fine. But at that moment, she became like. So like her image became like the woman who was able to give my husband what he most wanted in his life, the most precious thing that he has. Yeah. And the woman that decided with him that I wasn't gonna be able to have faith. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it wasn't a healthy place, right? It wasn't a healthy thing to do because obviously, I mean, I made choices too, and you know, and it and at the end of the day, like when I got married to my husband, I said to God, you know. If and he had a like that concern and and I told him, you know, if it's not God's plan for me to have children, he will provide what is what what I need. You know what I mean? Like he will Mm -hmm. still provide what I need. I'll be okay. So I went into my marriage thinking that and I had forgotten about it for a second there because obviously reality hit and I saw that dynamics were different. And I was like, when am I going to get like my place in this family? that, you know, when am I going to be the one that whenever it's Mother's Day, mm. everybody wakes up and does not have that insecurity or that doubt if they should say something to me or not. You know, I always thought that was the worst day because I was like, I I mean, in a way, I mean, I understood I wasn't going to get a happy Mother's Day because they're not my children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I get I got that and I would be the one shopping like mother's gifts and making the kids make cards, you know, and stuff like that. I'd be like, you know, yes you know and like i would tell them i was like you were a 10 pound baby you better give her a <laughs> present you know what i mean like i was like you know go ahead and do <laughs> yeah yeah but at the same time i knew that it was an awkward day for everyone because like the kids didn't know what to do um and then my husband didn't know what to do either so he would go and tell them go say happy fathers day to her and they were like why would i do that and so and like i and I, I didn't hear it but i could feel the tension and like and at the same time, I was like, um, I felt like I was kind of a mom that was not recognized by society because I was in that role anyways. Yeah. And I did love the kids like they were my own. Like and that's and and, and I gave it my all, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um so I felt like, hey, you know, maybe the kids were not are not gonna say that to me it's fine. Like I, I'm not gonna impose on the kids what they how they should see me as because I'm the one that sees them like mine, but obviously they don't see me like their mom because right. they have a mom and yeah. it's fine, you know? So I didn't expect them to say anything, but I did expect my husband to be a little more appreciative or sensitive about the day that we were living in. Like, hey, you know, let's send out the kids to mom's house to spend my mother's day with her and then have something special going on for us, maybe go on a date or something. So it was, and it was weird because he was like, I don't know, what to do you know should I say something should I not and then maybe he wouldn't say anything and then I would be like sensitive and so it was like a whole deal so I was like I just want babies so that people know for sure they can say happy mother's day to me (laughs) because I have children you know so and it was one of those things that I was like can I do this forever or like I I would think of my stepdaughter getting married um and then I'm like oh man like I want to be, I want to organize the wedding with her, right? And then I'm like, well, whoa, 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 mommy's going to want to do that. And like bridal shower, mommy's going to want to do that. And then when she has a baby, like who's going to be the grandma? Like biological grandma's going to be the grandma. So she's going to get dibs on like the baby and taking care of the baby and like being in the room maybe when she's like giving birth. And so all these things went through my mind and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get to do this. Like I'm never going to get to be that person, like holding my daughter's hand through all these things. And so it really started like breaking my heart, you know, yeah. a little bit. And like, cause I was mourning that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, um, you know, if I can't have my own children, I, I, have, I have to make peace with the fact that I will always be like that, like fake grandma, you know, like, yeah, like, or like, yeah, and, I was, and I'm young too. So if she does have children right now, it's going to be like, uh, <laughs> are you the mom? or <laughs> You know, so I get it. I get it. Like, I know it's not like my turn to be called grandma, but it like, I always thought of that. I was like, like, I'm not gonna be able to do all these things. And, and I'm very like hands on with people. I love to love people and help them. So. So I was grieving that and, and I was also questioning myself, can I hear the phrase, you're not a mom, so you will never understand mm. for the rest of my life, you right. know?
0: And that's and, so uh, good. It's so, no, it's like I can hear, I think every mom and especially the stepmoms listening, I'm sure are like me, like a doggy on a dashboard right now, like shaking our heads. Yes. Yes. Like, I so understand. I so get it. And your story and my story are similar also in that we became bio moms before, or sorry, excuse me, we I were stepmoms. Me. Yeah. Before we were bio moms. Cause I know that's not the case in every family and those are yeah. their, their own special dynamics too. When families come together and they both have kids and then they have an hours baby. So, um, but in that specific situation, I, I think the, gosh, the healthiest thing you did. And then the most poignant thing I saw, I I'm hearing that you you're, you're telling us in this story is that you made an intentional decision. Like you said, like in your kind of chaos in your, you know, as a blended family is a lot of unknowns. And you said, okay, if this is what it is the rest of my life, how do I have peace about it? You know, instead of maybe denying like, oh, I'll get through it or I don't know, it'll get better. Or, you know, well, we'll have babies because there were so many uncertainties and unknowns. Um, it's awesome
1: that you prepped your heart for that. And, um, well, and I why? Think it's um, it's something that is for survival too. Like you need to, yeah. like Step Bumps, we cannot control anything around no. that except for our mindset and our perspective yeah. you know and and that is going to kind of determine how we're going to behave and how we're going to feel eventually um and I say eventually because our feelings are there like I, it's not magic you know it's like oh now I think about it this way and now I don't feel anger anymore right. I don't feel sadness anymore no you know but once I already shifted my mind um as time goes through my feelings will start start following it as well
0: yes yes it's that uh it's that um f- i hate the phrase but it's like fake it till you make it almost like faith it till you make it you have to just have that faith that when you take those actions it's like eventually like you said those emotions those feelings they'll they'll
1: start to also follow um yes i mean it's cognitive behavioral therapy like a straight up yeah. like uh, yeah. like psychology <laughs> by the way i'm a psychologist <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's what psychology 101 <laughs> Yeah, so I always when I when I discovered that I was like, Yes, our thoughts are the way to go. Like so if we if somebody out there is like saying, I feel this way, I feel this way like remember, like your thoughts will determine how you feel eventually. Our emotions, Mm -hmm. we cannot change. I mean we have our emotions are like a natural like instinct that we have and they just kind of like rise up at the moment, right? But our emotions also go away. So, and, and when we're arguing, the emotion is high and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I don't need this in my life. And like, and it's very easy to like throw words like that in the air um, to our husbands um, whenever, and especially in a blended family, when you're like, this is like more than like more than a regular family drama. Okay. Yes. So like this is like more people, like more more feelings more words more actions, more everything, more everything. <laughs> and then on yeah. top of that it's like extra people that don't even like belong to our circle but they're here you know and they're here to stay so yes so it's like it's a lot so it's it's very easy to act on emotion and like break so many things that we were building intentionally for so long so I know people are gonna like freak out and I, and, I, and I wrote it on the Christian step um Instagram one time and somebody like answered to me and obviously the person that answered to me is not a stepmom so um, I had to explain myself a little more but when it comes to our role you know it's very important to have self control and especially on the words that we use and say um, and 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 it might look like it's very um, like it's the opposite of what right now we're preaching in society as speak your mind and say what you have to say and like I mean it is not repressing uh what we what we want to say completely but it is making a pause and repressing it for the moment being to be able to communicate it in the right way to the right person
0: yes which
1: which is different than just like saying you know suck it up buttercup don't say anything move (laughs) forward like and then you know it sounds like that sometimes when i write but it's not like i always wanted to say like that yes we do need to like be quiet most of the time at the moment yeah but but uh, that also gives us that, that space to go back to god and pray and like look for the actual way of r- really explaining what is happening because we do have those reactions and sometimes a visceral reactions so you're like this is not okay <laughs> yeah know? yeah and i'm latino yeah. so my face is you know, all <laughs> like my eyes pop out uh... and I'm like, yeah. but it's like step back pray And really dig deep and see why you had that reaction in the first place. And when you find that why, then you ask yourself is something that I have to talk to my husband about? Is it something I have to talk to my Mm. kids about? Is it something I have to talk to a therapist about? Right. (laughs) You know, so and like pick and choose the right person, right? Um, Yeah. Which is always another thing, like that I always, um, that is also maybe like an unpopular advice that you know I've always had a lot of beef with people when they read it because they're like no um and I think that you posted something about that uh, as your husband being your best friend and like and I have like the like I have the opposite way of that where I'm like yes it will be amazing if my husband is my best friend like it will be amazing but the reality is that he's not Mm -hmm. like my best I have my girlfriends and you know and then I also cannot tell him certain things that I would tell like somebody that's my best friend. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, and when it comes to blended families, it's like, Hey, 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 hold up, hold up. What is a best friend mean to you? Because if you yeah. think that a best friend means, Hey, I'm going to say everything I, that pops through my mind. No, no, we're not. We're not going to say everything. as that bombs that pops through in our minds because some things you cannot erase. Right. And, and you can really, really, really damage your marriage uh, by saying something without thinking and actually and really thinking, is this going to help? You know, is this information going to bring more burden to my husband, or is it gonna help my husband maybe deal with everything better and like guide the kids better, or guide myself, or like treat myself differently? Um, you know. So and I and I made the, mistake, the mistakes of saying things that I that were on my mind when they were like they weren't really processed and cooked inside first, and they were not they were not the right things to say. And they were not the right person to say it to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, he has such a, such patience with me when <laughs> we met. Because I would never tell him the things that I told him when we we're dating now, and yeah. I'm married. I'm, I've been married for like almost ten years. I'm like, I would never, never said those things, those things out. So, wow, you know.
0: It's funny in hindsight, right? You 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 look back then, and you're like, "What was I thinking?" Or or, or maybe it was, um, you know, you, you hear that phrase like "love" um, or, or like "love is blind," or you look through uh, rose-colored glasses or something. Yeah. And I think so. It's like there are some things we say in the beginning that we don't realize, like the disastrous consequences, like yes. you said. And and sometimes I too am like oh my gosh, my husband married me and I said that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I love, like you say, we're still
1: Like I gave say, him so, yeah. like, so un- unsolicited advice on parenting. And I wasn't <laughs> even a parent. I wasn't even like in the position. I wasn't even step up yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I said that? And with such confidence and cockiness too, <laughs> you know? It was like, yeah, I studied yeah. psychology and this is wrong. Right, and, like, right, I'm, right. I'm like, oh my gosh.
0: Well, it's funny how God definitely gives you some uh, humble pie slices or entire pies to have, you know, to you to like keep you keep you grounded and. I think we all, especially as stepmoms, because there is so much to navigate and figure out. I think there's so many times where we look back and we're just like, man, like I shot myself in the foot there, or if I would have said that differently and done this, but it's like at the end of the day, it is. And then when you look back, you realize your mistakes and where you grew through them and and hopefully everybody grew. And then what I love that you've offered um, today for sure in the podcast, but also with your space, with how you use your social media, I feel like you you help those coming up behind us, you know, the next generation of stepmoms and helping guide them. And and I see that in this podcast, like I, I really have been like taking notes taking notes yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. And one thing I wanted to make sure we brought back up again, because you've shared so much about, um, you know, trying to find your peace and then you've, you've really helped us so much. I think today really think about our thoughts and slowing ourselves down and, uh, making sure we see the difference between thoughts and emotions. So you brought up anger earlier and you said that at that point, not that you necessarily felt like it was the best decision, but you felt like at, at the one point when you were going through IVF that you kind of placed your anger towards your mm-hmm. st- stepchildren's bio mom. Um, yeah. now I want, now I'm curious is, um, how did you get through that and how did that then change? Cause I'm assuming you're not still angry at her. Oh no, <laughs> no. I, it
1: was, it was definitely irrational anger and I knew yeah. I, I was actually conscious that it was irrational anger, but mm. I was like, I need to place it somewhere Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I was like, I don't want it to place it on my husband or on God. So I was like, oh, children, but or the children, or on the stepkids. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they and that that month that we were in, like, I was in the dark about IEF. I remember the whole month the kids kids stayed with us. It was like one of those things that they wouldn't go back and forth anymore. It was like June out of school, oh, wow. the entire month in our house, and it was like in the middle of the hormonal treatment. Like now I look back so- and I'm like, oh, of course, my mind was like going crazy. So, um, I remember that um, I had already told my husband, I don't want her to text me. I don't want, like, and he was like, Oh, she's gonna talk to you about it. And I was like, No, you deal with it. And he was like, What is wrong with you? And I was like, I shouldn't be having to deal with her. Like, you should deal with her. Yeah. And so he was like, That was the only moment where he was like, Whoa, whoa. And then I even was surprised that I said that because I was like, i never had that issue. I would rather be myself the one talking to her because they always had such conflict. Yeah. But I was like, let me let me the one let me be the one like yeah, telling yeah. her. It's fine. Like I'll be I the mediator you know. or like yeah, yeah a little bit. So um so I noticed that and I was like, okay, you know, I need to like just understand that yes, like she I mean I I mean, I can't be angry at her. I mean, I was—I would never treat her, you know, differently, obviously. Uh, but I did take a step back on my stepmom roles in that, in duties, in that, in that period of time. Yeah. Um, until, you know, we went through it. And thank God, like, we, we were able to, like, have an effective pregnancy. And then by that time, I was more concerned about, um, like, in, in a way, in a very selfish way. And I know I went through a very spiritual, like, process through IVF because I, I remember like praying and asking God like like I noticed that my initial you know my initial motivation to be a mom was because I wanted to solidify my role in the family mm. and I and I realized that was not gonna be a solution and so in that dark time where I was like faced with the idea that it was never gonna happen I was like it really like, taking that aside I really got sad and I realized that I, I really do want it to be a mom and it was and it was a very good realization because I always thought like I never had that like maternal instinct per se you know um I always like and this is weird and maybe that was God prepared in my heart but since I was little I will always tell my parents I'm not gonna have children of my own I'm just I'm gonna adopt I'm gonna adopt like a wow. like a Like a very troubled teenager that nobody wants, and I'm gonna (laughs) give it love and they're gonna love me back. You know what I mean? Like, and that that was like my idea. So, whenever my husband told me I have kids that, like, they, you know, they're preteen and my daughter went through a lot in her years, and I was like, that doesn't scare me. And it didn't, it really didn't scare me because in my head, I already had thought about adopting kids, you know? Yeah. So, and so I always knew I was gonna love children that weren't my own. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like my kind of like God prepare my heart, I guess, for that. And then so uh, whenever we started the process of AVF, it was because we had before we got married, we, we talked to my husband, like we both talked and I said, OK, I want. I want to have children after Julian turns 13 because I didn't want him to like steal, I wanted to steal his thunder as a child of the family. He was very like much a child, you know? And so I was like, I don't want him to feel like that. I want him to be already a teenager so his mind is somewhere else. He doesn't care about the family, he cares about <laughs> right. So uh, So when we have the baby, it's not like a huge deal for them. And so, whenever he turned 13, my husband was like, "Okay, time to idea. Yeah, <laughs> let's go." And yeah. yeah, and I was I was actually finishing my second master's degree, and I was like, "I want to work," you know. <laughs> and so, and he's like, yeah, but we said this is gonna happen, and I'm getting older, and so I don't want to be like a 60 year old like you know, <laughs> baby father." <Good>. So, <laughs> So I was like, okay. So we kind of went through the process, and I wasn't emotionally there. Like I, we had decided we were gonna right. be there at that point, but I was like, oh my gosh. So it was a lot of feelings. Like so, I was like really questioning. You know, do I like do I want children of my own? Yes, because I want to give my husband something that like someone that he can love. It was very selfish. Like someone that he can love, so that you know I am like. I am providing that for him, like I'm the most important woman in his life, not value mm. mom anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though like she's the ex-wife, but to me, she was like the most important woman because that's the woman that gave him children.
0: children, yeah.
1: So so in my head, I was like, yes, I am ready to take over that role, you know, like the world. And so it was very selfish and then God showed me that. God showed me that like, look, you're doing this for the wrong motives. And mm. I also went into a very deep, dark place where I was like, my fears were coming out on you know, my stepchildren's journey when I would come up with a mom. And I know it sounds weird, but I was like very much like I would cry over this. Like I, I remember I one time I was talking to a group of women and they were all talking about children and stuff like that. And I kind of shared my feelings about it. And I started like having a panic attack, like like ugly crying. and And it was just the fact that I was very afraid of the children thinking that I was going to love the baby more because it was my own. <laughs> yeah and and that i was going to treat the baby differently you know um and i was very terrified of that i honestly like considered not having children at all just to spare them from that pain like i was like really oh. Like, thinking about it, like, I really don't want them to, to think that. And and my stepdaughter will make jokes like that. Like, I feel like they're, the baby's going to be, like, the miracle child, like, from, you know, the movie, The Prince of Egypt, you know, like, or, like, the other movie. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Yeah, Moses. Or, or the Joseph. Joseph. It was, like, someone yeah. who, they sing like the miracle child so she'll be like they're gonna, it's gonna be the miracle child and you and, and she would tell my husband like you're gonna love the baby more because you love like shayla more than you love mom or like yeah. and, and so it was a lot of issues that were coming from another like side um of history that i wasn't a part of and and so hearing that just broke my heart and i was like no like no i'm not gonna have children if they're gonna feel like like my husband even is gonna love the baby more because it, it comes from this place of like love um that they they had an experience in the previous marriage I was like I cannot have children like and so it was a lot it was a lot so I was like really like in God's hands and I was like God mm. if you want me to have and then I was like I don't want to have one child I want to have more than one because I mean obviously with IVF you have that 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 chance that's so I was yeah like, I want to have more than one just because I don't want to, like, I don't want my child to feel that pressure and to have that moment being where the they're one. like being the, the only baby, first of all, and that, that creates very spoiled children. And then I was like, the, and then besides that, it's like the only baby that's from mom and dad and mm-hmm. then it and it's like i don't want it to be feel like they are loved more you know what i mean so it was like it was a lot <laughs> so i was like oh my gosh like I, I need like two babies and you know got delivered two babies for sure um and it was like it, it wasn't god's timing but we did have a lot going on with my stepdaughter uh, accepting the pregnancy and she was 17 already so i was like very caught off guard by that I thought that she was gonna be like understanding and she's already out of the house. So she doesn't care, you know, but she did care a lot. And so it was weird because bio mom would come and she would be like show, she would not be, but she would show more excitement about my pregnancy than my stepdaughter. Better your daughter, oh wow. And I was like, and that, like, crushed me. First of all, because I didn't really know where I stood with my mom. I was like, I don't know if she's faking it or she's truly happy, but, right, you know, right. whatever. It's up to her or whatever. Uh, but because at th- until that point, like, there was not, like, that kind of embrace. Like, she would come and, like, touch my belly and stuff. And I was like, OK, you know, we're excited. <laughs> and so at the same time, like, my step wouldn't do that. So I was like, OK, like, this is weird. This is awkward. Um, and then, you know she she did whenever the twins were born she met them like she was super um, emotional and i know that the whole the the process of the pregnancy was hard on her now i understand it from far away because i understand that she was going through a lot with her mom mm, and so she, it was mm-hmm. hard for her to be happy and show her happiness and like and like yeah. the whole like betrayal alliance thing yes
0: and loyalty and, then, and mm-hmm.
1: yeah and so it was it was hard to navigate for her but then when the twins were born, one of the twins looked exactly like her. And uh. so, and it's like literally the same. So, um, so she was like, obviously like, so excited to have like a little sister that looks exactly like her. um, And I was super excited too, because one come, came out exactly like me and the other one exactly like, like Bob. Like <laughs> Boom, like this, perfect. Side. yeah. So, so it, it became better. And I think that Biomom also like, uh, it gave her like another perspective. I, I believe, I don't know, because obviously I'm speaking from like what I kind of Your
0: experience, from. yeah. 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 Um,
1: because maybe it's like another thing for her, but I felt like it was a shift in her relationship with me because maybe she just saw me now as the mom of, of, her, of her children's siblings. You know, instead yeah. of the the new mom, like or the stepmom that wants to steal my children or like the right. new wife that is experiencing the life that I should have experienced. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. that, I wasn't a threat anymore, I think. Yeah. So she it got really to be almost up.
0: like you she got to see how you you became to see her, like, oh, my stepkid's yeah, mom, where now it's like oh, she's not trying to steal and become the mother of my children. She's the mother of my kid's sibling. Like it is funny how it switches. And I was curious because I also um, gave my husband um, a child after he had only one with um, his previous relationship and um we didn't know the gender of our of our baby we kept oh, it a secret oh. um which is so like not done nowadays you know <laughs> oh my and, gosh, um, i would die if I and oh girl i tell you and i am the first like i am i love cliches and i am so about sometimes following the trends and i was all about a gender reveal party and then my husband and i were like let's just do it and so like, like let's keep it a secret so we didn't know the whole time and my husband's daughter um she 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 was i think i we've talked about this privately before um but mom's listening um some of you know from my other episodes that my bonus daughter did want a sibling um for a long time she told um daddy and mommy like i don't actually want either of you to ever have other children you know (laughs) and so i think she just you know coming from a broken home loved being exclusive with mommy or daddy because her mom also um never remarried or had other kids and so now daddy has this new um, you know, partner, this new um, spouse, and now is having another child. Is he moving on? And, and I think um, what I wanted to ask you, because it made me think of my own experience, um, being that we didn't find out the gender, she, of course, even as the kid was like, am I having a brother or a sister? Because I don't know, does that kind of affect things? Because I think she as a girl was hoping kind of for a girl, but I think she was also a little nervous, like, wow, I'll no longer be daddy's only little girl. And so do you think, did your stepdaughter go through
1: a little bit of like a rivalry feeling at that
0: point? Yeah. Yes.
1: When she found out it was two girls, she definitely uh, made some comments where she was like, well, now I'm going on to college and you're going to replace me with two girls, you know? And it was like, it was hard on my husband. It was very hard on him. Mm -hmm. And I just took a, like whenever I got pregnant and I sent her the message, she never answered and stuff like that. I was like, um, and it was weird because I had a very good relationship with her. Like mm-hmm. very good, right? Yeah. Um, and we went through a lot, a lot before I got pregnant. And that's maybe for another podcast. But we went yes. through a lot. And it and so um I was I had decided not to let this ruin my party. And I had to detach my my you know, my attitude was kind of like, you know, this is my only pregnancy. This is the only time I'm gonna experience this, so I am gonna respect your feelings of not wanting to like join me on my joy, but I'm not gonna let that ruin my joy. Steal your joy. Yeah. yeah. So it was very hard for me to make that decision. I think that I grew as a person there and set a boundary because I'm not like that at mm-hmm. all. I'm very mm-hmm. codependent where I'm like, if you're not happy, I'm not happy. Right. Happy, happy.
0: So <laughs> or so I have to make you like, happy. Yes.
1: So it was it was a very mm. like pivotal moment in my life where I was like, okay, like I'm gonna separate this and then and then I told my husband too like because he was angry and like he would like stop talking to her. I was like, don't stop talking to her, because she wasn't happy. Like, let her have her feelings. Like, it's okay. Right. It's okay for her to not want this, and it's okay for her to like not be excited. And you don't have to force her to come and say congratulations. And and it's fine. And I know it hurts and it sucks, and I know it hurts because for you, it's like my they're all my children, right? Yeah. Um, but but I was like, you need to let her have her space. Like she needs to process this, and you know, and she'll come around. Like if it's not, and I thought if she was gonna go, come around in the baby shower, maybe with all the little gifts and like, yeah, ghosts, it did not no. happen. She was having a baby party on my baby shower, and it was, and and you know, it did kind of still a little bit of the thunder. And I was like, okay, but I was like, let let me not get angry. Yeah. It's okay, you know, I'm yeah. still gonna enjoy this. And then I thought, hey, you know, maybe, and for a moment she was like, oh, can I be at the birth? You know, and I was like, yeah, mm. sure, you can be in it and then and then my husband's like no <laughs> I was like why not I mean but wait I mean, she's it. finally wanting something to do yeah. with them and yeah. I was like yes you can watch and then and then he's like no and then and then kind of like later on I was like, I thought about it and I was like yeah you're right like I mean he didn't know why it was a no <laughs> but I like later did the whole like math right in my head and I was like what if she's like what if she you know it's you know watching or something and she like like my husband can't enjoy the moment as much mm, as he wants to because mm-hmm. he feels he's you know like focused guilty. too much yeah or yeah. maybe what if she says did you cry at my birth did you not like, react mm, like that or like or mm-hmm. what if something happens to her and then he's tending to her and then i'm there like oh my god why oh i <laughs> so, you know, so it was a lot of things. And I was like, oh, like worst case scenarios in my mind. And I was like, I already told her that she could be there. So I was like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yes, yes. And then the doctors didn't allow people to be in the OR because it okay. was a C section. So I was okay. like, okay, I guess. We're good. Yep. Um, so Took then, care of that like, one. whenever they were born, I we wanted to fly her in because she was in college. We were like, you know, we told her we're going to fly you in so you can meet her. And, and, and then she was like, well, it's spring break and we want to go with our friends away. So I'm going to go next month and and that also hurt me because i was like uh, you don't want to meet your sisters i yeah. know and then i was like okay like again she's 17. I'm coming to think through 18, her perspective right? yeah it's yeah. her first spring break in college it's okay like it's okay this does not mean that she's not gonna love their babies does not, not mean that she's rejecting me or anything like that it's fine so i kind of like blocked it out and then when she met them it was like Game over. Like, yeah. she was just so obviously, she's obsessed with that now. So it's something that, you know, as stepmom, sometimes, and even like moms that have like, that are afraid of having like a second child, and mm. I know they go through the same fears. Like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. We all need to grow. We all need to grow emotionally. And I feel like, I, at least in our experience as stepmoms, like jumping into the stepmom train really forced us to, to stretch ourselves emotionally. And, um, it's something that you know god is so like he's a gracious and genius whenever he gives us babies because they're so small and they really depend on us completely so we kind of grow with them into motherhood um and like so small baby, small problems big babies big problems so <laughs> yeah you yeah. know there's a reason why we're pregnant. There's a re like, and, and there's so many months to wait to, to actually get the idea of, hey, you know, your life is gonna change completely. And then when they come, you you weren't even expecting that kind of change, but there there it is. And and so it's like, yeah. it's overwhelming, but it's like very little anyways. You can still do this, you know, you can handle this. And then as they grow older, things change. And we like, we grow all the time. And by the time they're teenagers, we already grew so much emotionally. Yes. Um, and even though our teenager changes completely, um, and you're like, exactly. oh my gosh! it's like, I don't know you anymore. You know, it's another level of growth. But when you're a stepmom, it's like, hey, <laughs> you're thrown into the wolves. Like you're yeah. like straight up in, in their deep, you know, and you don't really know where you stand or how to do things. And you make a lot of mistakes. So it's it's a very big stretch emotionally. And I think it's the biggest like growth I've ever done um, in my life. And I think, and even the motherhood and motherhood to twins is, Heart. I don't think it's ever gonna like compare to the hard that it was um, to just get married and get used to a husband and a new life and then mm-hmm. children and a bio mom and everything and schools and doctors and things and soccer and and birthday parties shared or not shared like oh so many things yes so God like and and maybe to like wrap it up because I know that I'm talking too much and you probably want to cut this interview shorter <laughs> but um, to wrap it, it up. Yeah, I know but i have So I could talk all day. Um, <laughs> it's bottom line, my resource, and, and I know you put it somewhere in, in the questions in the interviews. And, and and I was thinking, like, what resources did I use? <laughs> and like, honestly, there yeah. was no resources at the time. Okay, there was mm-hmm. very very little about four stepmoms on any platform. Mm-hmm. And so I created the stepmom, the Christian stepmom Instagram, because I needed to read the things that I wrote. Um, I was like, I need to create an Instagram and it was completely anonymous at the time because obviously it was like very delicate things that I was kind of like trying to put out there, even though I really was really, really respectful of like not sharing what was going on, but, um, it was hard, but I kind of put it there to, to have other stephams kind of like read what I was finding in the Bible. And I feel like Mm. the best resource we have is God, like. Like, you have to remember that God is the one that created us as humans yes. and our minds and our hearts. And he knows he's the only one, the only one that would ever know the truth. Like, and that's the thing. Like, whenever unfair things happen, he sees it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody sees it, but he does. He and you does. don't have to go yeah. shouting it out to the, everybody on social media or whoever you're running to. Sometimes exactly. you have to keep it silent. And, and he knows. And he's also just... And he also, Mm -hmm. um, you know, gives us what we need at the moment. Like that self-control that you don't have, you're going to get it through the Holy Spirit, that, Mm -hmm. that strength that we, you don't feel you have to like continue with the marriage. You're going to get it through the Holy Spirit, the patience, you're going to get through the Holy Spirit, the empathy, you're going to get it through the Holy Spirit, the Mm -hmm. understanding, you're going to get it through the Holy Spirit. And you Mm -hmm. can only do that spending time with God daily. Like I went in and in the, the, in the most critical moment of my life, when it was when my stepdaughter was going through a lot, a lot. And she moved in with us full time. And it was not only full time, but she was like, like yeah, full time. Like all day at home because, you know, a lot of things happened. We had to change our schools, everything. So I remember that the only the only thing I could do was do my worship. And like every morning I would try to wake up like two hours before her so that I could just sit in the Bible and like read and 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 try to listen to God as much as possible and like the way I did it I would just put on the goggles of the stepmom and I would go into the mm-hmm. bible look looking intentionally looking for things regarding my role wow. so I would say god like I'm reading about David right and like these are like what can I find here that is going to help me in my stepmom role Hmm. And so uh, that's what I started sharing on my stepmom Instagram. I was like, and and I didn't share everything, I'll just share like a little conclusion, but it was so deep. I was like, oh my gosh, God is it everything. Like, even though we think that in the Bible we're not gonna find things for us because <sighs> there's no story like that. Yes, oh, there is. Yeah,
0: exactly. And
1: and yes, you will. Mm-hmm. And I think that and I, and to close up, I'm gonna leave you with the what I I think is the biggest lesson I've learned through that whole moment that has changed the perspective of not only my relationship with my stepchildren but with everybody in my life. Um, and it's how to apply the concept of grace, mm. the grace of God into our relationships, especially as a stepmom. And and it just like blew my mind because I remember like reading and saying this, like how, I mean, this is so unfair, right? Like I don't deserve this kind of treatment. I don't deserve this kind of like disrespect or like I don't deserve to be left you know, to the side when we have to give opinions because I'm the one that's doing this. I'm the one that's doing that. I am present for this. I'm present for that. I am here listening to this and like, you know, cleaning tears on this side and trying to, you know, block the ears of this person so that, you know, and kind of like reformulating what's happening for the kids so they still can cope with reality. And (laughs) there's so many things that are happening. and, um, And so I was like, how, you know, how do I deal with it? Like, and I will ask God, like, wh- like, how do you want me to deal with this? Especially when, when so many unjust things are happening to us specifically, personally. Yes, yes. Um, and then God will say to me, you need to love them. Like I love you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? And then God is, and God literally said, I gave you what you needed. I did not give you what you deserve and I was like blown away by that because it's true like we need to give people what they need not what they deserve so that that we have to take the, the, the place where we look at them and say if they're angry why are they angry? Are they hurting? Mm-hmm. Hurting people hurts others maybe the anger is just a way of like lashing out and trying to protect themselves because something is hurting there's an insecurity there you know, are the kids behaving like the way that they're behaving? Because they, like, you know what I mean? Like, what do they deserve? Do, do they deserve me to maybe stop caring? You know, yeah. maybe yeah. they do. Maybe yeah. they do deserve that. Yeah. But what do they need? Exactly. They need unconditional love. Yeah. They need unconditional acceptance. Mm-hmm. They need mm-hmm. to know that even though they can do anything and everything in this world, you will still love them and I will still them. be here
0: they come from
1: a broken marriage they know that people can leave and they're probably scared that you're gonna leave because you're the step up you're the new person and let's see how much you hold on like this relationship right right and so they need to know that your relationship with them and that's how I saw it right my relationship with them was way like independent from my relationship with dad or by a mom my relationship with them was with them yeah. So I'm not going to go and like treat them like, you know, crap because bio mom was mean to me. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop making dinner because I had an argument with dad <laughs> and he doesn't deserve it. Right. You know, Yeah. I am going to still be here. Even if you're acting out, even if you're like getting into trouble because you need me to be here. You need me to love you unconditionally and you need me to show you the love of God. And God is unconditional. He's the God of third, fourth, fifth chances. He Mm. gives grace. He forgives, endlessly forgives. So if I have to show the love of God to my children or my husband or bio mom, right? Mm -hmm. I need to be that person. Mm -hmm. And mind you, it doesn't mean that, for example, with bio mom, it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to still expose myself to her hurting me or her, you know, toxic behavior. No, Mm -hmm. it means I'm going to still love you and respect you. I'm going to set a boundary so that I can love you and respect you
0: Mm, because if I don't
1: set this boundary, I'm going to end up hating you. So I'm going to set a boundary here. Right. And then with my husband, the same, it's like, you know, I see these things and like, yeah, you, maybe they bring stuff from the previous marriage that are not right. I mean, there's something that went wrong before and they're most likely the same person or almost the same person so you know you're gonna have to deal with that too so it's like okay and and like obviously they're also have very complex roles and and it's hard for them to balance all the relationships and so and it's like okay give them grace like you know they don't know what they're doing either (laughs) and and so and and then you deserve grace too you're not perfect you know yeah. what I mean? Give and it like, to yourself, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes I do act like I know what I'm doing, right? And then, and then it's like, hey, you know, I mean, I have my insecurities too. And like, you know what? bio mom, she has her insecurities too. Like, she doesn't know how to handle a that bomb in her life. Like, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if I had to share my twist with another woman, like half of the time, I'm gonna be like whoa you know to yep. be like what's yep. going on and obviously from a step-by one of you will be like I'm gonna be happy because somebody else is taking care of them and blessing them you know whatever but at yes, the same easy time easy to like, say but no yeah <laughs> yes happy for you but at the same time ah oh, so like, yeah. so you know it's like kind of put yourself in their shoes and say it is not easy and like and, and God I mean maybe we don't lose face because we have self-control so like nobody can point us you know and say, Oh, you did this, you went crazy. But God knows where we fall, God knows yeah. our heart, He knows yeah. our true intentions. When yes. we're maybe posting a photo of the children being happy with us, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. it's not just to show my life, maybe it was to show your Mom something, you know, or like the world something. And so, like, God knows our heart. And so, He said, You need to apply my type of love into mm. these relationships, you need to provide grace, my type of grace. And you need to forget about like human justice and forget about your ego and just place me first. And then ask yourself, how can I come into this relationship and help it be better? And how can I help this person, no matter who it is to be closer to Jesus Mm. instead of, you know, closer to what I want it to be, Mm. you know? And so with that kind of, I led my relationship from then on, from that relationship on. And, And I think that it has been, like, the best, like, thing. Even though it was the worst time, the best thing that I've learned in my life was that. Mm -hmm. And now I can see it. I can see it in my stepdaughter. She's, oh, my gosh. She's so beautiful. And she's, like, she's not only smart and everything, but she's such a, like, spiritual person. Mm -hmm. And I I cannot be, like, and I, I told my husband before, like, every time we see her, I'm like, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. And he did and my mom did. We all did. But something we did right, I guess something we did right was to point out God at the end of the day, you know, and because she, she believes in God and she wants God actively in her life and, and that, and now I can actually rest assured that even though she's in college and even though she's like, has a boyfriend, she's going to get married probably soon. She's going to be fine because her life is guided by God. Yes. So. And, and she if she has us, she has everything. And we did everything. So now yes. we can bless and release. Yes, know?
0: exactly. And at the end of the day, it's like that is truly, I think, especially as a as a Christian as a God believing woman is like the best thing that we can bestow upon our anyone like you said in your life your stepchildren your husband even the bio mom if they can come to know Jesus at the end of the day through their own struggles their own obstacles if they can see who to turn to through who we turn to through our actions that is truly the I think ultimate purpose and our lives. And you've painted that so beautifully and so poignantly. And I love what you shared at the end of this episode is really something that any mom can apply to any relationship in her life. You know, whether it's the person dropping off your Amazon package, or if it's your boss, you know, um, whoever it is, just continuing to keep that focus and um, how beautiful to do that in our own family with the people that we see and that we interact with and that we love every day. And so, oh my gosh, I really could talk to you for hours and <laughs> yes. I feel like, oh my gosh, I am already like, okay, let's line up episode number two, number three, number four. Like I've got all these ideas. And so we will yes. have to get together um, and here. talk about that after. And um, all you moms listening, believe me, this is not the last that you will hear this spicy accent. I promise that I will bring her back That's on for sure. That's right. Exactly. And it's like the, the advice the advice is transformational and the accents will keep you listening. Like it's, it's good. It's good. And, um, and I love that. I know moms are going to be just begging me of how to get in touch with you. So if you wouldn't mind, would you share um, with everyone how we can connect with you further?
1: Yes. Um, my, my screen name on Instagram is Shay S H E I, like the little underscore. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I not know. Annabelle, A N A V E L. I'm like literally writing it and spelling it because I'm Making so sure. bad at spelling in English. I'm like, S-E-L. Okay, so Shay Shay Annabelle, and then I also have the Christian stepmom um, yes. Instagram that you can also go there. I'm not very active on it. I'm trying to be more active now, um, but um, but I'm still. I you can still read everything I wrote right. um, in my journey. So
0: it's awesome. There.
1: Well, that will be
0: invaluable tools for so many moms to go back and look at. And moms, please reach out to her. I'll make sure that I have that that correct spelling and all the links to how to get in contact with her um, in the show notes page. But oh my gosh, I just have to say thank you. Thank you oh, so please. much. I truly feel like I just went to church in the most amazing of ways, just meaning like I really feel... <laughs> that God was speaking through you and he is going to use this episode to truly bless so many moms out there. So thank you
1: for being you and thank you for being here today. (laughs) Yes. I hope that like whoever listens to this doesn't get mad. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I sharing too much about my life? I'm no, like I'm all over sharer. Yes, <laughs> yes, and that's why I think
0: we were meant to connect because I am too. I'm like, I have total word vomit, and uh, but it was meant to be. And so maybe if you got little TMI, mamas, just take it or leave it. Right? It's like take what you want and pick, and then come back to this yeah. episode. That's the beauty of a podcast. Is Um, It's just like the Bible, right? It can be fresh and new. And and maybe you listen to this podcast at one point and it speaks to you in one way. And um, and then another time you pull it back up and you're like, wow, that hit me another way. And so I hope you guys come back to this podcast. I hope you guys get in your word every single day. That I think was one of the biggest takeaways today. Um, But just thank you again for joining us. And mamas out there, don't forget to subscribe. Um, to this podcast. So you don't miss any future episodes. Um, be sure to share this with your other mom friends so they don't miss out on any of these amazing stories like Sheila shared here today. I thank you guys so much again for joining us on another episode of Moms Matter. And remember that you as a mom, your voice matters and your story deserves to be heard. So if you'd like to be featured on a future episode, go ahead, find me on Instagram and reach out at the Claymans. That's C-L-E-Y. M-A-N-S, and I look forward to getting in touch with all of you soon. Have a beautiful and blessed day.